Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hi. Um, you've completely abandoned the saying hello in not different languages now, have you? That's gone. I'm, I'm slightly hung over. I, just can't, I couldn't be bothered to find another You language. could have at least kept it up until the 100th episode. Okay. Um, what, what, what language should I think of quickly? Um, Boydar? Where's that? That's Welsh. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, your heritage. I think. Now, we can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. From there, you can find all of our back catalogue of episodes. You can download them, you can stream them, you can do with them what you wish. Nothing. Nothing. Just don't, don't claim you're, you're there. They're, they're still our property, but you know, don't, don't try and sell them off as, or pass them off as, as, as if you made them. I'm not sure anybody would want to, Rob. No, you're right. Uh, we're on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash LA Podcast. We are on Twitter at, at LA Podcast. We're on Tumblr nowadays. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Tumblr at lapodcast.tumblr.com. B L R dot com. Yeah. Is that right? Tumblr.com. Um, that's a great looking webpage, actually. Yeah. And uh, you can email us if you've got a story. You could you could be living anywhere in England and have seen a funny story, or Scotland, or Wales, or anywhere else on this good earth. You can email us in your story to lapodcast.net at gmail.com. That's lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Now, Rob, I want to start us off this week with something a bit unusual. I've not, I don't think I've ever done this before. I'm not actually going to read you any stories because I just these were headlines which were brilliant oh, but the stories right. didn't live up to the headlines I thought we'd just going to sit in silence for 45 minutes we could try that but mm. no no I think a reflective think, podcast I'd prefer to talk just to break up the tedium yeah so Rob these are headlines and, and, and so I'm going to tell you the headlines which I think you're going to love the headlines right. but then you can tell me what you think the stories are about okay okay so uh, first headline Rob uh, is new shopper Rob um, it's by Halloy's Wood, and it's from the 8th of April. This is a brilliant headline, Rob. Um, the headline is, Liquid effluent, stagnant water, and mice infestation found at a legal tofu factory. <laughs> Sorry, a legal, a legal tofu factory. An illegal tofu factory. They're making tofu, Rob. Who has illegally? a sideline in tofu? Of all the things you can make, well, why would well, you make tofu? Well, on a sideline in doing it illegally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, that headline tells you everything you need to know about the story, Right. right? Uh, next, oh, were, they, were they making tofu or from effluent? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. The story was too tedious. Right. The next one, also by Halloy's Wood. Right. Next day, 9th of April, she's coming up with the good headlines. Poor, poor, poor porpoises in Gravesend getting confused, in quotes, by increased use of technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read that again. Poor porpoises in Gravesend Getting confused, in quotes, by increased use of technology. What do you think that story might be about, Rod? I think they, they just literally... I mean, they've just... They've just, uh, uh, they've just signed on to the idea of later discs, and then they, they, they've realised DVDs are out, and just, all of a sudden, Blu-ray. Yeah, well, and digital downloads Yeah, well. exactly, yeah, yeah. It was actually, Rob, about um, a porpoise that appeared to get stuck in the Thames near Gravesend on Friday, with experts blaming the increased use of sonar technology. So it's not everyday technology, it's sonar technology. So they're saying that the, 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 the porpoises are using sonar incorrectly? Maybe. Right. Last headline here, Rob, by Charlie Goodson. Not heard of him oh, before. Okay. Charlie Goodson. Sounds like a good Tory. Uh, Friday the 11th of April. Great headline, Rob. Mutant three-legged chicken marauds through Lee Gate Shopping <laughs> Centre. <laughs> Let me read that again. Mutant three-legged chicken marauds through Lee Gate Shopping Centre. But it is about a person... Who wore for the Easter Sunday and Easter Saturday event? They wore this costume. 
which is basically of a chicken. I'm not sure they look like a mutant three-legged chicken, but never. Oh, that's the mutant three-legged chicken. She's holding it. So basically, it's a, it's, what it is, it's it's a walking stick with a picture of a chicken and three legs for some reason. Yeah, I was quite excited when I saw the headline, Rob. You know, I had this image of this crazed three-legged mutant chicken. There's a film there, yeah. Yeah, uh, wandering through a shopping centre, scaring children and elderly people and everybody else in between. But it wasn't that. Yeah, uh, so it was, it's a middle-aged woman dressed as a chicken with some sort of weird chicken icon or, or chicken picture stuck on a walking stick yeah yeah that's very exactly what it is very disappointing so 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 those rob were my well i didn't even have any stories for you they were Brilliant. just they, they, they were just headlines but my story that i do have for you is very good now you will have heard uh this week no doubt uh, you must have heard this thing about this fear about these these giant super rats yeah what have you heard about it what's your understanding to be fair alex i've heard very little i heard the headline and as for my well, if, if my memory serves me correctly, this it goes around in circles. I, I'm sure we've heard this before. It's probably rats coming over from Poland, stealing and stealing our cheese or some shit like this. I'm not sure rats eat cheese, but never mind. Uh, good point. Yeah, well, maybe they'll eat anything. Also, I'd like to say that also mice don't eat cheese. That's a common misconception. Yeah, I'm aware. Mm, yeah, they like chocolate and peanut butter. Really? Yeah. This is also by Heloise Wood, who's obviously been a busy lady. It's mm. from the 16th of April, right? And uh, basically, they had a story about this person in Grey's End who'd found a giant super rat. And then they updated the story. So this is the updated version. Update. Is the giant rat reported in Grey's End actually a rat? Now, this is the picture, baby. This person found this dead, massive fucking rat and took a picture of it on the spade. When I saw this, I genuinely then began to feel terrified about that, the headlines about the giant rats, because I thought... I will cry if these things start marauding around London. Do you want to see a picture of this fucking I'm thing? Sure I do now. No. It, you, you won't sleep well. This is the picture. Fucking hell. How big's a spade? Well, it depends on the size of the spade, Rob. It's a good point. I don't see. I don't think that's. I mean, it's big. If you can imagine a spade, it's literally the, the body, not even not including the tail, is the it's length. It's the size of a cat, isn't it? It's a rat the size of a cat. Yeah, but I don't think that's a rat. Right, well, this is, this is where the story gets interesting. A massive rat, which was reported in Gravesend yesterday, April 15th, sparked debate throughout the borough. The dead-looking rodent was pictured on the pink <laughs> Sorry, side. the dead-looking. The dead rodent. You don't put dead-looking. No, they dead. didn't know if it was dead. It looked dead. I, I, to be, I could have dead. been resting. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. <laughs> it was pictured on a pink spade and tweeted by BBC Radio 2 yesterday. Oh. Debate has raged over whether the photo might be a totally different rodent altogether. One pest control expert saying it could be a beaver-type animal known as a koipu. It does look like, to be honest... It does look like are, a koipu to you, does it? You're an expert on no, koipus. No, 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 hear me out. It does look like it has uh, the same sort of facial features of a beaver. Look at his tail! It's got yeah. a rat's tail. Beavers have tails. Not, not, like, not that. like that, no, but... Another animal specialist claims it is an oversized brown rat mutated from the increase in food waste. <laughs> so when you mean mutated, you mean fat. Splinter, Rob. Maybe this is the start of the real-life Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Maybe somewhere in the sewers of London or New York, there's a giant rat teaching some turtles how to how to, how to chop pieces of wood with their hands, karate-style. God, I hope not. Why? I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <sighs> they were so up themselves. <laughs> Do you not think? They're all wise guys, if you ask me. They like pizza, and we just we just had a pizza before we started this podcast, didn't we, Rob? That's true, but the last thing I want to do is, is be sitting sitting down having a pizza next to some sort of you know mutated mutant ninja, ninja turtle speaking in this phony New York accent. Which one would you be? I'd be Michelangelo or Raphael. Who would you be? Shredder. 
Fine. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick the name of a sort of Renaissance artist, to be clever. Do you see what I mean? But not a name of a turtle. Oh, it could have been Botticelli. It could have been Da Vinci. It could have been... Uh, yeah, it's funny they didn't have one called Da Vinci. Vasari. Yeah. Prove a point. Don't show off. <laughs> BBC Radio 2 posted a photo of the dead-looking pink uh, rodent on a pink spade on Twitter from a listener known as Sarah. <laughs> Which is... Nickname? Name of Rob's girlfriend. Could yes, be her, Rob. I don't think it's her. It might have been her. Days after the Daily Mail reported rats the size of small cats are invading cities and are immune to poison. Ben Johnson, who is director of Direct Pest Control Solution, based in Trosley Avenue, Gravesend, believes it is another animal altogether. He told New Shopper, I don't think it's a rat, I believe it's a koipu, a bit like a beaver. Um, do you want to see a picture of what a koipu looks like? Yes, yes I do. That's one, which does look like a giant rat. Yeah, and it does look a lot like the thing on the spade. Yeah, but it's all, the one on the spade it looks all shriveled and dead, doesn't it? Again, because it's dead. The koipu is a semi-aquatic rodent which yeah. lives alongside stretches of water. It's originally from South America, but has now been introduced to Europe, North America, Asia and Africa. However, rare breed expert Wayne May, based in Dartford, believed the photo shows a rat. He said the picture looks like a large, oversized brown rat due to current climate and the increase in food waste. It's not uncommon for this species to be weighing around £1.5 pounds or more in the UK. Large rats are increasingly being recorded. New shopper readers waded into the debate. Former Labour MP John Austin tweeted, could be koipu if it has webbed hind feet. How do people know so much about this koipu? This is the first time I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never, never heard of that animal before. Obviously, I'm going to get one of those. Um, there's a uh, few comments, Rob. Okay. White Rabbit 9 says, seen them much bigger in Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Malakali, Ma- Ma- Malachi says, small pink spade and a deceptive angle, which I thought was a good episode title. Small pink spade yeah, and a deceptive angle. I like that. Paul Erith. Hey, he's back. Yeah, well, we haven't heard from him in a while, and he chips in, Rob, with this piece of pearl of wisdom here, Rob. Right. Paul Erith just says, rats are going to take over the world one day, I think. That's quite a dystopian view of the future. Yes, it is. Thank you, Paul. Okay, Rob, have you got a story for us? Yeah, I've got two two very uh, short stories, just from the Australian News and Journal. I think it's more just to to, uh, inform and advise, really. Um, The first one, as I said, is from the Australian News and Journal. Uh, There's no journalist reported, and once you hear the story, you'll understand why. Headline, have you lost your keys? Um, Actually, where are my keys? There are your keys. Where are my keys? Let me read this out, Alex. This could relate to you. Yeah, but now you've made me worried. Oh. Maybe this is something for after the podcast. Yep, found them. Right, there we go. I know where they are. Well, whoever the story relates to, they need to contact Australian in Journal. A bunch of keys has been found at Stratford Park. A member of the public found the keys at the main entrance in, in the park opposite Tesco in Stratford Road at 7.30 on Sunday, April the 13th. The bunch included 14 keys, one of which was a Kia car key and an alarm fob. That's the story. That's the story. Thanks for that, Rob. I'm going to do one final story. Um... This time it's from the Orford Recorder, so we're moving up uh, to my neck of the woods. Uh, there's no journalist listed, but the headline, Google Gaff gives tourist hair salon number as V&A museum contact. God, that's a confusing headline. So, okay, tell me the story. I think, I think I'm getting the gist okay. of this. Imagine your confusion if on a holiday abroad you called a museum for information only to be offered a wash, cut, blow dry. <laughs> The listing on Google uh, confused a few tourists. Uh, Who are visiting this country? Yes. Right. 
This was the predicament of facing thousands of tourists when Google mistakenly listed the phone number for a South Woodford salon as a contact number for the, for the V&A Museum in central London. <laughs> Searches returned the usual listings for the famous V&A with the correct address, but, but callers were directed to the unconnected Victorian Albert Hair Parlour. <laughs> so they're getting the fucking, they're getting these phone calls, you know, God knows how many times a day, like, no, this is not the V&A. Hello, I'd like to make an appointment, please, for... I'm not sure why it's an old lady. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to make an appointment for this, the... Uh, what's, what's on the V&A at the moment? Um, the Jean-Paul Gaultier exhibition. I'm not sure about that, love. Sorry, I can, I can do you a uh, cut and blow dry. For four days, the salon was inundated with calls from would-be visitors, including one from France and even Australia. Even Australia. <laughs> right. <laughs> Australia. As far as I know, Australians do tend to travel quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's... A, They're everywhere. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like rats. They tend to stay in this area. They don't, you know, Sorry shift for them. comparing Australians to rats. So yeah, probably... Uh, unwise. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jane, who works in the parlour in High, in, in High Road, estimates that the star answered the phone to more than 100 confused Fucking callers. Fucking hell, that's a lot. She said, we asked the museum to let us know, but they just gave they just gave their number to pass on. That's not in my job description. I, tr- I tried Google for three days, but I couldn't get through. By Saturday... How do you contact Google? Because they're rather like, they are a faceless entity. I have to say... What would you call them and say? They're just this... <laughs> I mean, I have to say though, I have to call Google's tech support. They do tend to be quite, uh, quite responsive. But the trouble is, I can't imagine this in this context. They really, they really. What do you have to contact Google about? No, this my my little tablet. Right. Not I can't. Not your search engine isn't giving me what I need. No, I haven't been calling up and say uh, I can't can't quite see my my house on on, your, on Google Maps. Could you make sure that the resolution is just that little bit better? Yeah. Um, by Saturday, I didn't even want to answer the phone. Sarah said the blunder hit businesses by blocking line with tourists and leaving clients unable to get through. With that explanation, the state was corrected on, on Saturday and the calls stopped as suddenly as they begin. See, if they'd been clever, they could have said, yeah, yeah, this is the uh, VA and given them the address, come down, hung a few shit pictures up and said, hey, do you want your haircut while you're here? Do you know what? That's a very good point. What? Why do they just capitalise on this? Why don't they just, they said, give out their address? Because I'm not sure many is... people turning up are just going to say, yeah, I want an impromptu haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but you give their address, they're not going to know until they're there. By which point they, they think, well, I'm in, I'll as well get a haircut. Mm. They've missed an opportunity, Alex. Um, That's why they don't deserve to survive in this uh, competitive economy world. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We didn't get a call to say sorry or anything. <laughs> Hello, this is the VNA. We want to say sorry. Hello, this is Google. We apologise that we, we put your number. For, uh, they don't. Sorry, sir. They don't, they don't even know you exist or care, probably. But also, I have to say, why would they? Why was it? Why would you call a, a hair salon the Victorian Albert Hair Parlour? <laughs> I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. Hair parlour, I like. It kind of implies that you're going to get a, a, a cut from the sort of the, Victor- the Victorian era. Maybe that is maybe that is their niche, Rob. Yeah, maybe maybe. Which again, I'm sure would be even more reason to try and take as many customers as they possibly can. Yes. Okay, Rob. My next story very conveniently ties into your story, as it is Google related, Rob. Really? Yes. Okay. By you know, serendipity, because we have not discussed our stories before the podcast. I'm sure people can tell by the general quality of this story of this podcast that there is no prior discussion of no. our stories beforehand uh, or scripting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think that becomes very evident. Yeah. Now, this story, Rob, is by Simon Ball, and it's from the 16th of April, Rob. And here's the story. Google's autocomplete guide to South East London and North Kent suggests Bromley is crap, Woolwich is a dump, and Gravesend is chav. 
So this is the story rule. I love it. And I've tested it, and this is all correct. If you want to see a favourable outlook on life in South East London and North Kent, Google is definitely not the place to look. The search engine's autocomplete guide to this area does not provide many positive results. Because this, Rob, this is cutting edge, right on the nub of the issue, investigative journalism right here. So they've all been sitting around the office and have thought, I wonder what happens if you put Bromley is into Google. I wonder what would happen if you put in Gravesend is into Google. Let's see what comes. Let's, let's do it, guys. Investigative journalism at its finest. Can I just point out that this, this isn't a new thing? No. I mean, the, the, I, I know that a few weeks ago in, in the National Newspaper, there was, I think they covered every borough in, in, in London and then sort of managed to pick out one word that yeah. sort of, most of those words were crap but, <laughs> and some were poor. But uh, apart from that, yeah. But let's, let's see what, what specifically relates to Bromley. I tried, when I was doing my stuff, I just put in Rob Davis is and I just got Rob Davis is a fuckhead, um, which wasn't very nice. But yeah, when I put in local anaesthetic podcast, I got is the best podcast in the world I think unfortunately Alex people know that on both counts there you were lying yeah, you're possibly right Rob but on one more so than the other yeah um, so to continue this story Rob the autocomplete function provides a drop down list of possible searches as you'll know yep. which Google thinks might match what you're looking for it's apparently a reflection of the search activity of users and the content of web pages indexed by Google that's according to Google when we tested this out with some place names from around our patch for a bit of fun, there were some dismal suggestions. For instance, <laughs> okay. is crap is the top option for Bromley and the second option for Orpington. And what I love is, to give you an example of something, so Orpington is, these are the drop-down items. Orpington is, is it a nice place to live, is the suggestion. Orpington is crap. Is Orpington on Oyster? And is Orpington a racist area? <laughs> right. Yeah? But for, for, let's be fair, though. For the... For these results to be generated, people have had to type these into yeah, Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's brilliant about them. So do you want to hear other ones from yeah, Lewisham? Lewisham is, so here are some... A op- shithole. No. Oh, right, sorry. No. Lewisham is in which country? What? Lewisham is... Who's, who's been typing that into Google? Me. Right, uh, yeah, well, Many, many times. I just do it all day, every day. Yeah, that's, that's because you generally don't know where it is. Yeah. Um, well, I was born at Lewisham Hospital, and I've always wanted to know, what nationality am I? <laughs> Lewisham is in which zone? Lewisham is rough. Yeah. And Lewisham, is it safe? Elton is, top hit for Elton, is Elton is racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. she got to love. Woolwich, top hit, Woolwich is a dump. Second top hit, Woolwich is horrible. <laughs> Third top hit, Woolwich, is it terrorism? <laughs> oh, right, okay, yes, I'm right. Sorry, yeah. And slightly more obscure, Woolwich is fake. Um, right. Gravesend, top hit is Gravesend is a dump. Then Gravesend is Chav, and then Gravesend, is it nice? No, it's not. Uh, and Bexley Heath, do you want to know the top one for Bexley Heath? You've got a guess. Top one for Bexley Heath. Racist is in there as well. What's the top? Uh, Bexley Heath is... Filled with travellers. Close. Full of scum. Oh, I, was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got, but there's quite a common thread here. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to think that maybe there is an element of truth. Um, quite possibly. My, my favourite was with Broccoli. Okay. You know Broccoli because you come. I do know Broccoli, yeah. Broccoli is cooler than Shoreditch, is top hit, but the second top hit is... Is it? Is Broccoli safe? As in the vegetable. Google gets Broccoli and Broccoli confused. Ah. Don't know if the people of the area get get it confused, but... uh, Well, it's it's one to find out, definitely. Now, Rob, some comments. Dr. Nick... Who you know has been popping up a lot recently. He has, yeah. Is his Simpsons moniker. Yeah. Hello, everybody. (laughs) 
He says... That's quite good, Alex. Thank you. The reporter needs to understand how search engine AI works. It is the most basic of all artificial intelligence and not really rocket science. It is also not like predictive text, nor is someone programming it to do that. I find it hilarious how paranoid people can get with AI. So glad we never felt that way in the field. That would have been funny, though. He's obviously got some artificial intelligence background, he's suggesting. Simon Bull, the journalist... Oh, OK. ...crops up on these comments. He tends to comment on his story, doesn't he? He's quite protective of his, of his journalism more. And he quotes... Well, Doc- he works for the new shopper, so you think you're kind of working... Well, I tried to think, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, quotes Dr Nick, and he says... That's web editor, if you don't mind. Smiley face. I'm not sure Google would appreciate you describing its search engine as the most basic of AI. It's far from that. And as Google's own explanation of its autocomplete function says, it is programmed to churn out the suggestions it does based on our user activity and index pages. Pages. In any case, though, this article is just a bit of fun. Oh, and not that your real name is likely to be Nick, but when I put Nick is into Google, it provides the same result as Simon! Exclamation point. Um, now, sorry. <laughs> there is literally no point for that comment. No, but it gets better. Because Concerned Irith says, who I don't know if he's a pseudonym for Paul Irith, mm. just says, I typed in Nook Nick is, and it says Nick is gay. <laughs> which is also what it says for Simon. Okay. Which is why he hasn't mentioned it, right? Okay. Dr Nick responds, Rob, oh, to Simon Paul, and he says, Sorry, wow. Mr Web Editor. As I lecture on the subject and have a PhD in artificial intelligence, oh, I, do know what I'm, big I do know what I'm talking about. Basically, in the world of artificial intelligence, web-based search engines use the most basic form of artificial intelligence known as fluid AI and is a Boolean search method- methodology using Boolean logic. Nothing much more than that. The is is an operand just like or or no, nor. Forked links are made via use of operands, which Google likes to call suggestions. Well, well, sorry, I, I am completely lost. I will ask Google to supply the full lowdown on how it works if you need it. And yes, I did understand it was all a bit of fun. That's why I put the Simon is, and to prove that there is no magic programming involved. The is will give the same, and the name does not matter. It is just Boolean-based and can be fun, a bit like Googling oneself. There are, very, there are some very fun games you can play with Boolean searches, which give very rude results indeed. I just like the way he came out. We don't know if he's really got a PhD or lecture in the subject, but it does make the other person he's, shut up. He's the kind of person that you would never, ever invite to a party. What, him and you? Okay, right, so this one is from the Croydon Advertiser. Um, it's uh, apparently by the Croydon Advertiser. Uh, I love this story, Alex. This is right. Okay, good. Headline. There's a human skull in my got in our garden. Pearly family's shop discovery during Easter holiday. <laughs> oh. oh, so they're doing the Easter egg hunt. The kids are outside dressed as rabbits. Mum, mummy, mummy, I found a big egg. Oh my fucking god, it's a skull. <laughs> That's basically how it went. Is it part of some sort of satanic ritual? No, I don't think it is, unfortunately, which, again, probably makes it worse. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because Easter, is, Easter, with all the eggs and the rabbits, is a pagan that bit of it that's is pagan yeah, and then yeah. they found this human skull maybe it's all connected mm, good point quite like the idea of an easter egg of the shape of a human skull I think that would stand out in Sainsbury's it would yeah maybe Mars should try that just a human skull with a Mars bar on it <laughs> not picking on Mars could be Snickers <laughs> <laughs> filled with M&M's I don't know I think I feel quite I think feel quite wrong sort of sitting there and sort of peeling peeling off the silver foil it's like you're peeling off the skin of, of the chocolate skull yeah that's quite a good idea in there, Robert. Maybe we should produce it. Yeah, that, that turned dark again quite quickly. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so uh, a family went out on an Easter holiday trip and returned to uh, returned. Sorry, <clears throat> a 
family went out on Easter holiday trip, returned home in Purley to find a human skull dug up in their driveway. Oh, right. So this wasn't... So they went out on a day trip, came back and somebody had dug up a human skull in their Basically, driveway. Basically, they, they, they were redeveloping their driveway... And the, whoever was doing it, the contractor, found the skull. Yeah, or the contractor murdered somebody and needed to hide the That's skull of the dead body point. and said, Hey, I found this. Classic. But no, is that a classic? Because you're just incriminating yourself. Yeah, oh, but it's all just found this skull. It's obvious. Nobody will ever guess. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Alison Carpenter, 41, was called by her builder who'd only been digging up the front garden in Riddlestone Road for two hours yesterday morning when he uncovered the human remains. <laughs> he rang me up and said, I found a skull. <laughs> I hope that wasn't his opening line. <laughs> hi, hi, I found the skull. Happy Easter, I found a skull. Yeah. Uh, she told the advertiser outside her house. Um, he didn't know what to do with it and hadn't experienced anything like this in 20 years in his job. <laughs> no fuck. <laughs> or no shit, is yeah, more common. That's <laughs> a more common phrase, right? Uh, I thought, I must call the hubby. He was out with the kids visiting their, grandma- their grandmother. Mm. Needless information. I just don't like the idea. She was sort of calling up her husband, Mike, going, Mike, have you, have you murdered anyone recently? They, they found a skull in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that something you haven't told me? Yeah. Mike, 46, had just finished having breakfast with their four children, Zach, 13, Jasmine, 11, Joel, 9, and Toby, 7. Nice collection of kids. Though, yeah. And again, use information. Um, when they rushed back home to find the driveway had become a crime scene. I called 101 and they said there were bones under the ground at our house, said Mrs. Carpenter. They were pretty quick and came around an hour. Well, it's not really surprising. Since then, the house has seen, the house has seen forensics, police officers, inspectors and experts visiting the spot where the, blood, where the bones were found. Police said they were carrying out the investigation and had seized the remains uh, to be studied by anth- anthropologists. Uh, Ex- the first man, Rob. <laughs> in a driveway in Croydon. Yeah, that's where the birthplace of humanity will be, the armpit of the universe. Croydon. Yeah, you're right. Oh, God. There is no hope for humanity if that's the case. Mm. Also, I'm, I think I'd be a bit more freaked out than they are by this story. Why would you be freaked out? It's just some bones. People die. Yeah, but it's in their driveway. Maybe maybe it was an old uh, tribe indigenous to this country. Maybe, you know, you know. You know. Yeah, it's possible. Okay, yeah, fair point. I found a, uh, um, uh, a human uh, leg bone under my, um, under my, under my couch the other day. I don't think anything of it. That's not true, is it, Alex? Yeah, it still had the jeans on. <laughs> but the flesh had decomposed underneath. If there are any police listening, I am joking. I have not discovered human remains in my house. Yep, I think, I think we definitely need to confirm that one. Oh, sorry, am I, am Rob, on the way back, when I drop you to the station, I'm going to need to just throw that in the, in the uh, canal, if that's okay. The, the leg bone. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Alex, that's quite a, uh, quite a significant detail. But um, I think, given the circumstances, yeah, I think we need to make it. Yeah, I don't know whether there is a canal around here. I just made it up. <laughs> Where is Okinawa? There isn't. Hackney. <laughs> we'll drive to the Thames, Rob, and yeah. just lob a leg into the river. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be a nice, nice Easter day trip. <laughs> yeah. It is Good Friday. Yeah, good point. Um, experts have since confirmed by looking at the photographs that the bones are human. Oh, uh, well done. What do you mean they are human? It's not hard to tell the difference between a, a human head bone and a, and a skull of some other creature. Yeah. It could be with this giant rat. Could be a chimp. It could be, <laughs> could be a chimp. Um, and have since been taken for examination. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, they've been taken by examination by anthropologists to establish the age. Police have investigated the circumstances of how the bones end up in the driveway, and the cause of death is unexplained. No arrests have been made. Well, again, that's not really surprising. Zach, the oldest carpenter child, said 
They found the tooth... The oldest wa- carpenter child. They're a family of carpenters. I know it's their surname, but it's just an odd thing to say. It doesn't say... I want they're... to be a carpenter, Daddy. Me too. <laughs> just Jesus. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. that's disputed, but nevertheless. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Okay, fair enough. Um, some people think he was actually a uh, travelling magician. Ah. But that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, they he, found... he do, you know, the loaves and the fishes, and then he'd make a balloon animal. Oh, that's it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people in the, in the feeding the 5,000, so you have to do something to pass the time. Yeah. Maybe he was the first clown in that way. We talked about the clown shortage. Mm. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just, no, just thinking, it's interesting. I'm heading into blasphemy, I realise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that maybe sort of, in the same way that sort of, you know, there's been the, the, the uh, apostolic succession with, with the popes and so on, maybe there's just been this, this, this lineage, a lineage of clowns, clowns that trace themselves back to the, because of the loaves and the fishes. They trace themselves back to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very interesting theory. <laughs> I bet there is somebody out there. It's quite a sad, sad state of, uh, of, of uh, affairs. Yeah, affairs when there is, there's probably somewhere someone has tried to, 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 to actually put that into history. Yeah, yeah. although we have just invented it. To be yeah, fair. that's true. Uh, Zach, the oldest carpenter child, said they found the tooth quite nearby, but part of the skull had been smashed. Yeah, right. Part of the skull had been smashed in, but smashed or was missing. Uh, the lead look, looks as like it had been it cracked. Sorry, the leg looked like it had been cracked in half as well. Oh, right. Um, officers told the carpenters the bones would be analysed to discover how old they were. Um, if the remains are younger than 70 years old, please say they would, they would have they to write it back. off. <laughs> yeah. Is it written off? Uh, no, no, no. Investigation no. written off. They're still trying to find out. Um, they would have to go back and go through the rubble. So if you, if you could work out through this that somebody had killed this person 100 years ago... Could you technically go and dig up the grave of the dead person that you implicated in the crime and try them? <laughs> I think Just a skeleton or a coffin sitting on the witness stand. How do you bleed? <laughs> I think so that's what very morbid. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but I think it's, it's a question that needs to be asked. And also, I'm just thinking. So technically, if you murder someone over 70 years ago, I suppose the idea is that whoever did murder you, they would probably be dead by now. Yeah. So but it's kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, only if you get away with it for 70 years. So I've only got to wait another 40 years and I'll be okay. If I murdered you now and nobody discovered it for 70 years and you yeah, get away with it, I don't understand your point, though. No. Are there any comments on this story, Rob? Unfortunately not. <laughs> right, nobody found this interesting. No, <laughs> <laughs> a suspicious silence <laughs> fell, across, uh, <laughs> fell across Croydon. Yeah, i uh, never heard about that guy. Basically, the whole, the whole street were closed ranks and, uh, and then everyone moved out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Rob, my next story, Rob, is uh, I, I'm beginning to regret the fact that we ate just before recording this podcast because this might make you feel slightly queasy. Oh, good. Okay. Um, it's by Tim McFarlane, and I was very surprised that this story was not reported by Patrick Grafton Green because oh. he specialises in these comical stories, uh, but Tim McFarlane's taken on this one, Rob. Maybe he was the only one who had the stomach for it. Right. Ugh. This is the headline, Rob. It's a cracking headline just in itself. Retired Thamesmead transgender security guard... Oh, God, why? I... Left gutted after lodger loots corsets and suspender belts. Can I just ask? You know the man with no penis? Yeah. Was he not... I mean, I'm guessing he was... No, he wasn't transgender, was he? He was no. just a man with no penis. But no. he was a security guard, I seem to remember. You, are you saying that... This That's is not def- him, is it? This is Well, not unless he's aged very badly. Oh. In a very short space of time. This is a story, Rob. I just want to... Because I have got pictures. Really? Yeah, and I'm trying to avoid looking at the oh, whole story. Okay. A retired transgender security guard from Thamesmead has been left gutted after a lodger made off with three of her corsets. 
Roxanne Yeatman, who lives in a ground floor bedsit in Ricardo Path. Ricardo Path? <laughs> Ricardo Path. <laughs> oh, Ricardo Path. What's that named after? Well, anyway, says she left Roxanne. Right, so basically, this lodger. She left him. He's a 44 year old alcoholic, and he let, sorry, she let him stay for a week in her house so she could escape her abusive drug taking boyfriend. Let me get that oh, right. God. So Roxanne Yeatman, who lives in the ground floor bedsit in Ricardo Path, says she left, let the 44-year-old alcoholic stay for a week so she could escape her abusive drug-taking boyfriend. But the woman, oh, so it was a woman, sorry, who was a lodger, allegedly repaid this generosity by making off with four black suspender belts and three corsets, <laughs> leaving her role with just one. Oh, Roxanne, yeah. 65, told the new shopper, it's left me gutted. I helped somebody out, this is how they get, this is, and they go and do this to me. If she'd asked for them, I'd have given them to her. <laughs> But she didn't, so she stole them. What gets me is she, she never said she wears suspender belts or things like that, so why does she take them? The corsets are all brand new, all black, and I'd only worn one of them. One of them she took was a nice all-in-one with flowers on it. <laughs> we've known each other for, for two years, and I don't think sorry, we've... Two years? Oh, no, sorry. We did this podcast two years, we've known each other for a lot longer. Yeah. But it's been I don't very think... confused there. Um, we've never entered into, into a conversation where we've discussed wearing suspender belts or any sort of uh, any sort of negligee or, or corsets. I mean, would you like to have that conversation? Ron? Maybe one day. Yeah, I think. I think. Are I'll... you saying whether you or I do this? <laughs> no, but my point being is the fact that she said that, she, that the lodger never mentioned that, that she had interest in these these items. <laughs> right, I you when does that end? And also, you're only there for she's only there for a week. <laughs> we, surely that's 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 a conversation you, you would have maybe after a few months, possibly. Well, we've never had it. No, that's Do you true. like wearing suspenders, Rob? Well, to be honest, Alex, I, I, I think there's something I need to show you. Rob is lifting... Uh... Oh, quite nice. Thanks, yeah. I stole off this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne, who is planning to have full sexual reassignment surgery this year, oh. bought the corsets on eBay. Is, for... she, is, she coming, is, she, is she currently a man going to... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Including the suspender belts. The alleged thief announced she was leaving on... The alleged, the alleged thief announced she was leaving on the night of March the 15th, but the following morning when Roxanne checked the clothes cupboard in her front room, she found it was bare, because that's all she owns. <laughs> Roxanne shared her fold-out bed with the thief for a week. Oh, God, this, says is, she, this is tragic. It says she feels no animosity towards her and just wants her clothes back. She said, she's going to have to answer some serious questions. Why did she do it? She wasn't skint. She wasn't hard up. I fed her. I helped her try and get off the bottle. And then she decides to go and do this. Please, no more pictures. Right, uh, let, let me continue reading the story, Rob. Uh, Roxanne, who has... Do you want to say something? Yeah, I, I don't think I... If, if, this, if this woman has worn them, I'm not sure I want them back. <laughs> Roxanne, who has four daughters, which she's presumably the father of, yeah. aged 41, 40, 39, 25, claims police did not take the incident seriously How when old she is this woman? It. 60, she's 65. What, why does she have these <laughs> items? What, what, why can't a 65-year-old wear corsets and suspenders, Rob? Well, apart from the obvious, <laughs> um, it, you, there are stories. Uh, there are pictures on the story of oh, her oh, in oh. these items. Yes. What? Like what? Why? 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 Why does she have these pictures? And Rob, why does she? Why does she give them to the local paper? Would you like to see one, Rob? Before I continue with this, not story? really. No, Rob. This is the retired Tansmead gent. This is the retired Tansmead transgender security guard, Roxanne. Would you like to see Roxanne? Um. I cannot believe this person. You're six- asking me if I want to see a man who's going for re- gender reassignment <laughs> surgery, a six-year-old man who's wearing corsets and suspenders. She's a, a stu- she's a stunner, Rob. 
65, She's yeah? Not his Doesn't look a day older 65. Your lines, me. You've got to do a very good job of describing this. Listen, I'm just going to put it down, Rob. I'm just going to turn this around and put it down, and I'm going to sit back while you have a nice look at this picture. You may become quite aroused. Ready? Close your eyes. Okay. I'll tell you when to open them. Hang on. Oh. Okay. You're right no, 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 I'm not ready yet. That's all right. Okay, go on. Yeah, take Rob, your time. Rob, sorry. I'm, I'm building up to this. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you when. God, I... Open your eyes and investigate. I'll stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me get it nice and big for you. So you can. Sorry, not like that. <laughs> right. Oh, fucking. Describe hell. for the listener. The, 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 the thing think, she's wearing. I generally don't think I can describe this. <laughs> the thing she's wearing is, is, is the nicest thing in the picture. Describe. She looks like the, 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 the father out of Steptoe and Son with a blonde wig on. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She looks like Mr. Burns. I would, to, she uh, looks 98 at least oh Jesus Christ. describe the picture Rob okay all of it so it's a woman who uh, a man uh, a man sorry um, who again uh, was obviously going through obviously the hormone replacement therapy um, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible um, lying on the bed lying on the bed in in, in, in a negligee and what looks like PVC uh, trousers with her in nails painted pose, yeah. what's the, looks like some, some sort of lizard tattoo on her arm <laughs> But she she looks it's got like she's very nicey. He's got very large nostrils, doesn't he? he, he oh, Jesus do you reckon he talk like that, Rob? Because I do. With a fag. Alex, that, that picture is literally going to haunt me for the rest of your life. Fucking hell! But what's worse is why is she taking that? Means that she sent that pic. Sorry, he whatever. Another picture? No, no, no. no. <laughs> what, what, do you know what's worse as well? He kind of looks like Jimmy Savile. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, it does. But the only reason that she's taken this picture is to share it with someone else, right? Someone. New shopper has taken these, Rob. New shopper. No, they haven't. The new shopper wouldn't tell her to. Yeah, they would. Tim McFarlane went out and had to go there with a stick bucket. You'd have to be one twisted individual to request that specific picture. And and as you said, my other concern is, as you said, she opened her clothing cupboard and apparently it it was bare. If she's a security guard, she has not been going around doing her nightly rounds in that... In she's that. a retired security guard. Oh. Let me finish the story, Rob. So she says the police didn't take this seriously. She said, according to the sergeant, they can't nick her because nobody saw what happened. Roxanne, a former army gunner in the Royal Artillery, who used to be known as Doug... <laughs> and by looking at that picture, probably still is. Added, I was born in the wrong body. That is certainly true. <laughs> I used to no play, one's disputing that, love. I used to Mate, play with the girls rather than the boys when I was little. I was married. We've, 20, all, we've all done that. I was married twenty-one years, and I thought the grass was green on the other side. Not euphemism. It wasn't bad for that time, but something went wrong, and then I thought, "What will I?" And then I thought, "I will be what I want to be now." Roxanne is hoping to have the six-hour reassignment surgery done on the NHS. Said she will be very relieved when it's done. She said, "My family haven't got anything bad to say about it. It's down to me. They don't mind. It's nothing to do with them, really." My middle daughter said. It's down to you, Dad. It's your life, your body. Met Police have confirmed they're investigating the allegation of theft. Pic- uh, sorry, comments. Jippo Joe said, you will know... Uh, sorry, it's actually uh, the wall says, you will know, Rob, that um, somebody comments... Uh, one of the commenters regularly on New Shopper is called South London Bird. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the wall says simply... The wall says simply, so that's what South London Bird looks like. <laughs> Jippo Joe quotes Ward says, I was about to post exactly the same. My word, South London turd, you have had a hard life, gal. Oh, my size. (laughs) 
Simon Bald says, Jippo Joe, your mum wants a jockstrap bag. <laughs> that is a fantastic comment. Yeah. Uh, MDDBex82 says, she's a proper sort. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> proper sort. If you describe somebody as a sort, it means they're fit, they're hot. Oh, okay, right. You don't know that? No, is that South London, South London slang? Yeah. Okay. Paul Bexley, he says, looks like the lodger has nicked her teeth as well. <laughs> oh, God. The wall says, six hour reassignment surgery done on the NHS. That's a joke. Uh, South London Bird did actually uh, wade into the comments to defend herself, but was uh, roundly put down by all involved. Nice. That's the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Robert, it's time for our listener story of the week. Now, as we mentioned earlier, we are recording this on, on Good Friday, mm-hmm. and it up, because obviously it's a run-up to Easter. Um, I thought we needed an Easter-related story. And obviously we all know that Easter, from oh, obviously from a Christian perspective, is about sort of uh, rebirth and... Well, even from even from an old bit. Yeah, exactly. About yeah. Fertility. Yeah, uh, and hope and so on. Um, so I thought this, this story goes quite nicely. Um, Speak to yourself on the hope regard, Rob. Okay, sorry, yeah, good point. Um, the story sent in by Shay, it's from the Bristol Post. Thanks, Shay. Yeah, um, I have to say, Shay, the quality of the stories you sent in have been very good. Uh, the headline, Bristol Airport security staff break little girls' Easter eggs to check for drugs. Oh. Love it, love it. Were they shaped like human skulls? (laughs) No, unfortunately not, no. no. Airport security staff apologised to two little girls after breaking into their Easter eggs to check for drugs. <laughs> Mum, Natalie Marsden Kolingi? I think it's more Italian. It's Colin Kolongi. I don't know. I was travelling through Brist- Bristol Airport with daughters, five-year-old Maya and two-year-old Ocean nice. when, when officers seized their backpacks. The two girls were carrying six Easter eggs that were present from their grandfather, Tony Marsden, who they have been visiting in Cornwall. I love the fact that they've been, they've been going through security and obviously they've been called over to one side and the uh, the security guards have taken the eggs off them in front of them, like cracked their nails and literally just punched a hole into the Australian front That's exactly how I imagine it. Or taking the egg and just smacking it down <laughs> on the counter. Yeah, and then finding nothing there and literally just brushing it onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and then doing that, doing it one at a time and just watching those little girls, uh, well, two, little girl and little boy, yeah, burst into tears. Yeah. Um, so one's a boy. Um, Ocean's a boy. Yes. Does it, does it say? No, daughter. Sorry, the, yeah. I do apologise. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Don't think Ocean is a boy's name. No. Do you or, not think Ocean? I thought it was more a boy's name. Maya, I thought it was a girl. Ocean you can call your son Ocean. I will do, yeah. Ocean and Forest. Ocean Davis. Ocean Davis. That Ocean sounds like a movie star, Rob. Ocean, it does, doesn't it? Mm. I, yeah, I can't remember the name Ocean. I can't remember the Forest as well. For, like Forest Gum. Forest Davis. Pond. Ocean Forest Davis. Or it's... Uh, Ocean Forest Pond Davis. I mean, whichever way we do it, I mean, the, uh, he's, going to, he's going to be a Guardian reader, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Very true. Ocean Forest Pond Puddle Davis. Nice. Or water related. Yeah. Or wet like me. Yeah, and diminishing. So, no, forest isn't water related, Rob. No. Although water does nourish the trees. It's a good point. From the roots. They were eventually reunited with their bags. And the sky. And looked inside to check their treats were intact. Only to find guards... Sorry, sorry, that's a bit of an old phrase. Looked inside to check their treats were intact. Sorry. <laughs> that's a good point. Right. I don't think it's a cavity search. Right. Uh, only to find the guards had pierced the chocolate eggs to check for drugs or contraband. Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but they pierced it with. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mr. Marsden said the incident left the two daughters confused and upset. 
Uh, he said the children's backpacks were taken from them and quite and searched quite robustly. Um, right. Finally, they got, they got free of this real grilling and walked uh, walked through to the departure lounge area. Um, sorry, and walked through to the departure lounge area. Maya opened up her bag and said, "Mummy, all my Easter eggs have been broken." Mayor was absolutely devastated and said, Mummy, a man's broken all my Easter eggs. Oh, but, but just to be honest, it makes no fucking difference if the eggs are broken or whole. It's all, you have to break the egg to eat it. It's all the chocolate. The chocolate is still there. It's edible. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 think, I, I think there's some satisfaction when you're on Easter Day when you get your eggs out. Not a euphemism. <laughs> and, 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 and you, know, you, you bust it open. Again, not a euphemism. And you, you eat out the creamy... Delight. Sorry, I got confused. Um... Mr. Martin said the family visit had. Uh, sorry, Mr. Martin said his family visited him regularly, flying from their home in Italy to Bristol before travelling down to court. Is this something? Was this search done because of the Italian connection? Is there some mafia connection here? Maybe it would be great if the eggs were stashed full of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But the thing is, it's not like they come from Colombia. Uh, not Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Mm. You know, so, I mean, obviously, other drug-producing countries are available, but um, I mean. Uh, I suppose, yeah, Italy. But then would you hide it inside a children's Easter egg? And I think you'd have to be quite pretty heartless to use your children's drug meals. That's a mafia for you, Rob. You're right. <laughs> Actually, um, I'd like to say that whenever I've encountered anybody with mafia connections, I've always found them to be very honourable people and um, down-to-earth and generous and kind. And I think that they get a very bad rep, rep reputation. I just want to go on record as saying that right now. The two girls had won their, their chocolate as part of a fun Easter egg hunt. They carried on with their journey, but later complained to airport officials. Mr. Mr. Marsden said, uh, Mr. Martin added, I understand why security checks are required, but I have to say that in this day and age, security checks need to be made with a, uh, with a little bit of a smile, particularly when small children are involved. The no, not really. Do you know what I mean? They couldn't overlook these eggs, Rob. They had to check everything. Well, they wouldn't the scanner have showed. That's a good point, actually. Why did this put for this, for this curious? Maybe it would have uh, affected the chocolate somehow. Possibly. I know the idea that literally uh, <laughs> it's just the guard made time eye contact with a really fa- fa- sort of fake, fa- fa- I'm trying to say, false smile on his face as he smashed the Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. So he just took, eye contact with the child. He took a fixed, fixed grin and just smashing, <laughs> smashing away at the Easter eggs. <laughs> this was definitely somebody working through their own childhood issues. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. And on that note, Rob, I think we should uh, bring the podcast to a close. Our Easter, our Easter special, I guess this is. Although it will probably go out two weeks after Easter, won't it? Uh, so if, probably. So yeah. when you finally hear this, when it when it pops up on iTunes or whatever, we did actually record this on Happy Good May. Happy, yeah, <laughs> Happy May. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there, is there, is there uh, anything relating to May that we can celebrate? May, May Day. Day. May yeah. Day. Happy May, May Day. Day. May Day, etc. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess now, Rob, we uh, look forward with uh, eager anticipation yet trepidation. Uh, as we leave LA 97 behind and look forward to our 98th episode, Rob. And uh, so frail and weak are we from recording all these episodes that I can't even think of a suitable metaphor to describe us lumbering forward to the uh, 100th episode, as we are. And uh, I think it's fair to say, as I've already mentioned, that I am hungover and uh, this has been... A challenge? It's been a real challenge, Alex. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) Take care. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Take care. And God bless. (laughs) 